Hi, my name is Diewald Kirsten and I'm a photographer based in South Africa. I've always had a huge passion to connect with people from all walks of life. And the national lockdown has forced me to do that. I've had to come up with new and interesting ways of connecting with friends and connections and people that I've always wanted to connect to. Hence, this podcast. I'm doing daily live shows on my Facebook page where I talk to new and interesting people. And these I will be converting to podcasts that you can listen to on your own time. So please stick around and uh, love to hear your feedback. Good evening. Ah, a little bit later broadcast than usual, um, but that's also fine. And almost, almost looked like we ran into technical difficulties with uh, some internet problems, but we sorted out. All right, I'm not going to wait too much longer with this. Um, I'm chatting to a guy I found on Instagram by chance, <clears throat> and um, uh, I saw a video of him flying a wingsuit, and it completely grabbed my attention. And I remember back in high school, I did oral one day about base jumping, and you know, how people jump off and buildings and structures and antennas and cliffs and everything. And yeah, many years later, I followed guys like Jeb Callers and all these guys, and Luckily, I found this local guy. So let's bring in Jean-Jacques and see where this goes. Hopefully, the connection stays. Hey, man. Hey, how's it, Brie? How's it going? All right, and you? Black. Happy yeah. to be here. <laughs> it's, uh, you, you know, these things is everything's working fine, and then when it's showtime, everything fails. Yeah, man, but yeah, Africa internet. <laughs> Man, it's it's absolutely crazy. I've had I've been having issues with my laptop connecting to the to the Wi-Fi. I don't know what it is. I've updated everything, but yeah, one of those ten things we'll never be able to figure out. Oh, so good. It's swaying yeah. now. Yeah. So, how 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 have you been? That's been good. Lockdown's slowly coming to an end, I think. Uh, we're allowed out the house, so we're allowed to go back into the mountains, go fly and play a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it's still not really back to normal. Um, there's no skydiving happening anywhere in South Africa, so it's like pretty much just mountain powered missions at the moment. Okay. So just just as a quick background, I looked on your Instagram and your Facebook and all those things to gather as much info as I can. But where are you from? Where where how did you yeah, I think let's I, start where where you're from, where did you go to school, all those kind of things. Um, I'm from Johannesburg. I grew up in Joburg. Um, pretty much lived my whole life in a suburb. Uh, I think it's called Melville, um, just next to Auckland Park. Okay. And yeah, pretty much spent my whole entire childhood there. I went to school at Larchfield O'Callanet. So that's like a little primary school there in Lindland. And then I moved on to an English uh, high school, uh, King Edward VII School there in Houghton, Kez. And okay. I did a few years in boarding school. It was super fun. And I got my own car. And from then on, I've just pretty much been adventuring. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Have you spent time in the States? Because it almost sounds like you've got a bit of a, a Yankee roo there going to your English. I'm not too sure. A lot of people tell me that, but I was in America for a little bit, but maybe I brought some of it back. 
<laughs> Maybe not. I wasn't there for too long. I went there for a little holiday, went there to go practice some skydiving and made a lot of cool new friends and did some cool base jumps out in Mohab and a oh, pretty cool adventure we had there. Okay, awesome, awesome. Right, so I think what everybody wants to know is how did you get into this whole jumping of mountains thing? Let's start start at the beginning. So you got to start at the basics. So it all starts pretty much like swimming. Imagine like when you're a kid, the first thing you're taught is to go swim so you don't drown. And yeah. water is all around you the whole time. And the air is the same. It's exactly there. We, it's, it's around us all the time. So this is pretty much the only way I can relate to normal people. Uh, like trying to relate to skydiving is very difficult because it's such an out there thing that no one actually wants to go try it. But actually it's as normal as floating in a little swimming pool, cruising around. You can move your body around in the air pretty easily. Um, very soft, fluffy feeling when you're free falling. And pretty much anyone can do it nowadays. Unfortunately, not in South Africa, we don't have any uh, indoor skydiving uh, wind tunnels. Yeah. So pretty much overseas, the kids are getting into it from super young and they start flying and playing around in there and they're actually getting better than all the grown-ups and making us look bad. But <laughs> yeah, that's the evolution of our sport. The, the kids are now showing us the way forward and I think that's amazing. We can learn from them and I think they're going to push our sport even further into the future and hopefully it becomes an Olympic sport. And there's so many different disciplines of skydiving itself that it's amazing you cannot actually ever do everything in skydiving you have to kind of pick your niche disciplines and try play with that and get good at that and the community is massive the, the, the amount of people that you meet is incredible um, it takes you all around the world if you learn to skydive, it's pretty much like the biggest adventure of your life it, it allows you to play in a playground where very few people get to go and play. And I think that's what makes it so special. It's a, it's a very cool place and a lot of cool people go play in that place. And it's actually very accessible to most people in the world. You just have to go try. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's still very high on my bucket list to go do. Um, but how old are you now? I'm now 30, turning 31 this year. 31. Okay, so, so you basically came on um you still got social media in the early days i think I so i think like about 2008 facebook started but yeah you know, it wasn't anything more than just to like connect with your friends and go to parties and stuff yeah yeah so <laughs> so so when you started doing this it wasn't a popular thing that people would post on social media or like what you're doing now is on, on a pro level. So it was still very much a, a, a leisure kind of sport or thing. Yeah, I don't think everyone posts on social media. I think the reason why I had to go that direction is because I saw it as a source of income. I could mm -hmm. manage to work with a lot of different brands, uh, test their parachutes, test their wingsuits, and it opened up a different world to me like i didn't have to go to the office to work i didn't have to go skydive for money i can actually go do my passion for like what i want to do and it kind of works but there's ups and downs and there's not lots lots of money to be made but you can you can maybe sustain your living with 
doing yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> okay, so so when when was your first jump? Because you said to me in on on the WhatsApp message that you did your first jump in two thousand and four, and from then it was just you were hooked. Yeah. So um, my uncle um, owned a skydiving club in Pretoria called Pretoria Skydiving Club, and I got into it like that. My uncle's been jumping his whole life. He's got thousands and thousands, ten thousand jumps plus, and. Um, I kind of like when I was a kid, I used to go hang out at the skydiving club and you would see skydiving happening. I would see base jumping videos. I'd see wingsuits flying around. So that element of being in the air was as completely normal as me going surfing in the waves or just going swimming or doing anything else. So immediately you could see this is like there's a massive playground up there and I could see the potential of how how you could actually learn to fly your body in multiple different ways, in multiple different disciplines. And eventually that actually becomes, the, you become capable of jumping off rocks, flying off mountains, and using the elements of air itself just to move around and go wherever you want to with no, no engine, no, no, actually no power except your body. So your body is yeah. the engine. <laughs> Well, when, like I said in the like I said in the quick intro, I think I was in in standard eight, the old gray, the old standard eight, which is now grade ten, and I read in FHM they had a little article on base jumping, but I'm but this is now 1998, and it was it was fascinating, it was fascinating to me, and it back then, well, those that don't know, is base jumping stands for uh, buildings, um, antenna, span, and earth. Um, yeah. So, but so now there's actually there's so many objects you can jump off anything you see that's high enough. Like I think the yes. lowest base jumps now are like down to like twenty two meters. So whatever you want goes. Okay. <laughs> Scary. But 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 yeah. So that that was that was hugely interesting to me is because, um, and I remember if I remember correctly, there was still a lot of stuff in the article where they said that it's a very technical part because you you need to bring into consideration the wind and the wind gusts and all those kind of things when you're working with these structures that you're jumping off because you can get tangled and yeah, whatever the story sure. is. For sure. So the most important thing with the base jumping is we look at wind gear, we check the weather apps, and we only go jump actually when the weather is calm. There's no wind. We try and avoid jumping in any wind. With the wingsuits, we can actually use the wind to our advantage and jump into a headwind that creates some lift on the mountain and then you can actually start yeah. flying a little bit sooner. Um, but base jumping is a fair weather sport. You don't see us flying around when there's <laughs> a storm or when it's super windy. But then you get sports like speed flying when it gets windy, you can actually pull out a little parachute, go onto the mountain and go rip around. And <laughs> it just make, it, it just everything opens up. There's a sport for all types of weather. <laughs> Oh no, man! It's 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 uh, so, so actual paragliding must be stupidly boring for you. Um. Yeah. You know, I did it a little bit, and I was just like, no, this is just checking out the view. I want to be on the terrain, <laughs> moving around. And I think the 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 movement through the air is what I like the most. Is making making um like you can carve a line down a mountain, skiing or surfing. And the air is invisible, and the only way to actually see what you're doing is to put some mountain next to it, and then it looks pretty visual and cool, it's like Star Wars. Yes, yes. 
Okay, so you you had your first jump out of a plane, and then you did a whole bunch of that stuff. So, what what tickled your fancy to climb up onto a mountain and jump from it? It, it eventually it, you'll want to base jump. If you skydive long enough, you will want to base jump. I promise you. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. So if, you, if you learn to base jump, you'll be doing it for for yourself. You're not going to be doing it for anyone else. Because you would have had to put a huge amount of effort and money to train yourself in the skydiving environment to get good enough to fly your body, to fly your parachute, to be competent enough to be safe, to read weather. And only when you can look after yourself in skydiving for a while, then you can only think about base jumping. Because base jumping is a different ballgame. You you you're pretty much compressing that whole skydive into a few seconds. Whereas in skydiving, there's a lot of time. You're free falling for like one minute. The ground is always kilometers away from you. You have a computer in your parachute. You have a reserve parachute. Everything is made so safe. It's safer than your BMW you're driving around. So it's, it's, it, it, since, since like, I don't know, about the year 2000, skydiving has become so safe that mostly, most, countries around the world you can be 16 years old and you'll be allowed to go and sign up and do a skydiving license and then so you there, you'll have you'll have to do your 10 skydives once you've done 10 skydives you'll have to try to get to a license that's 25 skydives and you write a little test and then it kind of proves that you know the emergency procedures you can look after yourself you can land safely and then there's so much to it it just never ends like, I haven't seen the end of it. So I think I'm on around, like, 10% of what I can get to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the new shoots has actually got, like, a sensor in, and you set it to probably, right, if you get to 1,000 feet, it deploys the parachute kind of thing, or how does it work? You, know, you, don't, you, you don't have to adjust anything. Um, you pretty much just switch it on in the morning when you start jumping. It will automatically adjust to the level of the place that you're landing at. Oh, your altitude. Yeah, make sure that that's ground level, so okay. it knows where the ground is. And if anything happens to you, you get get unconscious, or someone flies into you, you should never be flying with people that are going to fly into you in the first place. You should always be jumping with a buddy that's competent, that can skydive properly, that you can do planned jumps, that you're actually going to learn stuff and not just like fall out the air. <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much skydiving has become so safe that it's a community-driven sport. There's there's groups of people doing it. Like I think the biggest formation in the world where 400 people came together all together. It was absolutely crazy. And they've now done the vertical formation record. That's about 200 people free flying. So they're flying on their head upside down. It's a little faster. Sure. So we can fly on our stomach, on our back, sitting and upside down. We can move around everywhere. And... There's a lot of different disciplines and a lot of stuff to do, but I'm going a little bit off topic. Yeah, so there's just too much. Yeah, that's fine. It's you got to ask the right questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. So, so that first time you stood on the edge of the mountain, did your pupil go like this? You know, no, you get a little bit of you scared, but <laughs> but but you're focused because I I, yeah. I did about two thousand skydives before I thought I was ready to go base jump and. Probably was ready, but 
like as soon as you start base jumping, you realize there's some stuff in skydiving that you've got to go practice again, come back, try again. Especially with the free fall stuff. The free fall stuff, you can only practice in skydiving. There's no other way to do it. You can't go jump off a cliff and hope that you're going to fly and see what happens. There's just no way to, to do that. <laughs> Jeez. And yeah, over, like, history has proven itself over and over again. The ground's the limit, eh? you got to like learn where the <laughs> limit is and try not but to push can, it too hard. <laughs> you can only fall as far as the ground, but it's pretty high up from up, up there. Yeah, yeah. So, so where was where was your first jump? My first base jump was in Uppington. <laughs> really? Where the hell in Uppington did you jump off a mountain? There's actually no mountains in Uppington. It's the A of base jumping. It's the antenna. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Who so was the, did you jump the jump of that solar that solar um, plant? Antenna. No, no, no. I'd love to, but I don't think they'll let me go do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so where did you jump in, in Uppington? Yeah, so there's a big, big antenna out there. I won't say where it is, but there's a few antennas out there in the middle of nowhere. And some of them have little fences around them, and you can just pretty much make your way to them and climb up and go to the top and jump off. <laughs> okay, so I presume it is a completely illegal jump. Yeah, for sure. I <laughs> I think most, most of the base jumps in... Um, on private property anywhere in the world would be illegal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> unless you got the, unless you got the permission from the owner, and that would probably be like MTM or Centec or someone, <laughs> which is highly unlikely. <laughs> oh my word! Awesome. Well, Uppington of all places. So, uh, okay, right. Run me through this. How did you did you happen to drive in that area? Saw this massive antenna, or did you actually scout at Google Earth and see what? Yeah, no. So the the problem with South Africa is that I looked at it, and there's there's a lot of base jumps, but most of the base jumps have really bad landing areas, and they're not really big. So you got to mm. sacrifice something for something else, and. Unfortunately, there's no beautiful bridges with green grass at the bottom. Like you can go to Blokrans and it's like a gnarly cliff with like a gnarly bridge yes. with like a narrow gully and like a little landing area. But I don't, I didn't, I didn't see that as a beginner friendly place for myself. So I went to the next best thing I could find and that would have been an antenna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I would not recommend it to anyone else. I would recommend everyone else in the world to. Go find a bridge, go overseas, go sign up for a first jump base course if you're ever going to do base jumping. Make sure you've got 300, 400 skydives before you even think about going base jumping. Put in the effort to go to learn how to do it properly, otherwise you just come short. You, will, you want to do it for a long time, and if you do it yeah. for a long time, it's going to be a good time. So, yeah. Okay, so you say so, okay, so right, you, you did the so, so, but were you up in the Northern Cape at that stage? No, because I think I think I was actually in Pretoria, I was at the skydiving club. I decided my, uh, my one buddy got a base rig, and we were just like, well, let's what's the safest thing we could drive to? So we started driving to like a cliff, and I was like, no, 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 this is gonna be a bad <laughs> idea. So we turned the car around and we headed 10 hours to Uppington. We actually yes, jumped the Uppington, we jumped the Uppington antenna. Um, we decided we, we learned that was probably also a dumb idea. 
we came back <laughs> and then we we actually took it very slow we started jumping smaller jumps we started doing the base progression a little bit more safer went back to basics do small jumps with um when you start base jumping you want to start doing um, pcas so that's a pilot shoot assist where we actually hold the pilot shoot you jump okay. off and it extracts the whole parachute for you so it doesn't really matter what your body position is kind of the parachute's going to open straight and you know, fly away and kind of get away with it but the safest place to practice all this stuff is on a bridge and there's only a few bridges down on the east coast of south africa um a few of them are good like Khoritz. it's it's a, it's a low bridge it's like 50 meters high 60. Uh, a little bit of beach sand at the bottom yeah i think 60 meters high it's yeah i've bungee jumped there before when it yeah, no, gnarly, gnarly. I would, I would not bungee jump off that bridge. <laughs> yeah, that was also, also late in, in the late nineties. I, I did my first bungee jump there, and oh, it was still wow. operational at that stage, big time. Yeah, so Khoritz is probably the best place in South Africa for anyone wanting to learn how to base jump. Then you would actually go there and do some PCAs. I don't think it's safe. To jump uh, free fall for beginners, um, you have to tie yourself down, static line or PCA off the bridge. And it's only a five second ride, it's not long. It's like the parachute opens, you fly a little bit, you can grab the controls, and then you're landing on a beach. And it's nice, it's safe landing area, but the parachute flight isn't very long. If you look at overseas kind of bridges, some bridges are up 150 meters, 200 meters. 300 meters high off the ground so that free fall so, time is what gives you safety in any type of base jumping pretty much the higher object is the safer it gets so that so Khoritz, because i remember not from bungee jumping there it goes it goes flipping quickly when you as soon as you leave and, and and until the rope pulls you back that's like split second so basically yeah. when you do that with a parachute the parachute is just your break the parachute, the parachute would just be catching you. So the bridge is actually three and a half seconds to impact if you had to throw a drop a rock off of there. Yeah. So you only have like a second of actually where your parachute has to come out of that bag. It has to inflate, <laughs> otherwise you're gonna hurt your legs. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the one of the things I remember from jumping at, at Khoritz was when you get off at the bottom and they untie you, you got to climb up that thing on the side and like halfway up there's a big board saying beware of snakes oh no yeah no everywhere in south africa bro there's snakes everywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh my word so okay right so you're in cape town now at the moment yeah I, I live just outside of cape town just past malmesbury um before covid hit i worked at a skydiving club about five minutes from me called mother city skydiving yeah and yeah since well since there's no tourists pretty much no work so just been so, base jumping and speed flying and mountaining the whole time so just just past malmesbury is where just past malmesbury it's pretty north of cape town 100 kilometers yeah, yeah. I, I i grew up in mariesburg oh no way mariesburg's yeah. like freaking 10 k's from my house bro. Oh, awesome. So, so whereabouts are you at Restarsi in that area? Yeah, I'm super close to Restarsi. Out here, I'm renting a little house here on the farm. So, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Nice mount, close to the mountains, get out, not in the city. 
So, so <laughs> does any of the Mariasburgers or Malmesbury people know that you live out there? Do you mingle with the, yeah. with the locals? Yeah, yeah, I mingle with some of the locals, but yeah, it's not too busy. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing. I've, I've actually had two other people from Mariasburg um, that I've chatted to who was at school with me. The one guy um, plays rugby for France, Bernard Leroux. And the other guy runs a boutique ad agency in Joburg, um, Aldri van Jarsveld. Also, all Mariesburg okay. guys. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Mariesburg, Malmesbury, and Ribeck. It's like a little village scene going on, yeah. Yeah. Have, and have you, have you been up onto Ribeck Castile Mountain? Yeah, yeah. I was pretty much spent my whole weekend on it this weekend. Okay. And is there possibilities for jumps up there? Uh, there's one base jump at Rebeck West and Little Cliff, dodgy Little mm. Cliff. Um, but yeah, we opened it about two years ago, I think. Um, myself and a Polish guy, Tobias, we jumped it. And yeah, we were pretty scared when we got to it because the cliff isn't straight vertical. It kind of leans a little bit. And so you got to jump really hard to get into the, the, the clean airspace. And okay. The jump is about as high as the Choritz uh, bridge, the cliff, actually. It's about 70 meters. Nice. And, but and, then the parachute and, flight is super nice. It goes down for about one minute, and then you land on like a little trail. <laughs> okay, cool. And, and okay, so base jumping is the one thing, but the wingsuit is something totally different. Oh, uh, yeah. If you if you wingsuit, you got to learn how to skydive wingsuit first. Okay, so you jump out of a plane first and see, and you get to know how it works. Yeah, so you would do a first flight wingsuit course. So when you're proficient enough at skydiving and flying your body in forward movement and you're stable, then you can sign up and do a first flight wingsuit course. So if you meet all the requirements in the skydiving environment, you will get a coach, they'll give you a little coaching course and then they'll teach you how to wingsuit safely. Once you've got level one, I think you're allowed to wingsuit with like one of your friends. Then you and, you and your buddy will go play together and you'll try and get more and more coaching. And eventually the group just gets bigger and bigger. And so you got like five, ten people wingsuiting together with you in the sky, flying oh. dynamic lines, going all over the place. <laughs> well, that's a, the, the wingsuit is something amazing because you can actually fly with that thing. It's You can say, right, I want to go... I want to go there, and then you can go in that direction where you can't do that when you normally jump off a cliff. Yeah, exactly. If you have no wingsuit, you can actually uh, fly your body forward. We've got uh, tracking suits um, that we fly now called Onesie Power. It's made by one of my sponsor um, companies called Phoenix Fly. Super cool company from uh, Slovenia. And Robbie, you make these super sick wingsuits and tracking suits that you, you use your body to fly down the mountain. But with the body suit, you need a super big cliff and then a massive downhill. And at the moment, the longest body flying base jump in South Africa is like 42 seconds of free fall, I think, from the mountain. It's pretty massive, if you think. 40 seconds of free fall just with the power of your body before you need to open a parachute. <laughs> And 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 with the, when you fly with the wingsuit, wingsuit, how long is it before you got to open up? Uh, the longest one I've done in South Africa is two minutes. Two minutes Jeez, of free fall from a mountain. 
Sure, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that must be absolutely amazing. It is super nice. It's a very nice way to get down the mountain. It helps saves my knees a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other question I had up because obviously when you when you go up these mountains, you gotta you gotta hike up with like just your suit and your parachute because you can't go back and go fetch your shit up there. You need to and you can't take it with you. Um, some places we we do make a base camp and then we'll stage the jump in a day or two. But most of the jumps out here, I can do it with a bar one and a seven fifty ml water. Run to the top, jump off. Get yeah, and the water you can and the water you can stick in your suit to and fly with it. Or um, I most of the time I pour all the water out before I jump. I try to make myself as light as possible, um, and that gives you the best performance. Okay. All right. So, how did you get into being professional at this? Apart from apart from coaching and um, uh, and and teaching um, uh, skydiving, um, just pretty much competing and I think just playing and having fun, man. Just going out there and trying everything. <laughs> 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 the margin for error and trying everything is pretty small, I would say. No, there's a huge margin of error. Like if you you can jump off a mountain and you can fly away, you don't have to go near the rocks if you want to. So at the end of the day, it's self-discipline. And each base jumper is each to their own. Some people fly close to the rocks. Some people fly away from the rocks. Some people do tricks in the air. So you got to look after yourself, especially when you're a beginner. And most of the beginners out there make this mistake too early. It's too easy to fly too close. You can fly this close the whole time, and you don't realize it, and you're being dumb as fuck. So, <laughs> and I realize it now. Like, the more I jump, the more I realize that I've actually put myself into a little bit of a danger zone where I should actually be flying with a little bit more margin. And the margin is not big. You can, you don't have to fly at one meter. You can fly at five meters away or you can fly at seven meters away. But it's still under 10 meters, so it still makes you feel like you're having the rush. But you're not yeah. pushing it to a mincemeat rush. <laughs> um, when was it? I think it was 2014 or something when Jeb Callers crashed on Table Mountain. When was it? I think it was 2014. 2011. 2011. 2011. And 2011, I, I, yeah. I saw some clips of him when he was flying in Norway, um, and they were they were clipping those balloons that the guys were standing on those edges. Yeah. You've, you've done you've done similar stuff. Yeah. So one of the disciplines in base jumping in wingsuiting now is target strike. So it's a target. You have like a little horn on your helmet, and then you punch to the target. <laughs> Oh, shit. So you got to actually punch it with your head. It's not like you've... Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, so you, you are the bullet and you're going for the target. <laughs> sure. And there's a, the, the target would be held up and the, it is filmed with a high-speed camera from the other side. So it sees exactly where your chopstick comes out the target. So it's like archery and then you get scored on what color you hit. And who judges this? Uh, a judge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez, that's interesting. I didn't even know that you could do that. There's only one competition in the world that um, where it's an actual competition, and it's in China. 
It's held every year. It's called the World Wingsuit League. And I was Is that the one where you, where you fly through the hole? No, we don't fly through the hole. Only Jeb Corliss flew through the hole. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's super famous for flying through the hole. <laughs> But is it illegal or you're not allowed to do it or what? what you're not allowed you just to jump there unless you're invited for the competition. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a really cool place and it's like pretty much like the most sacred place for the Chinese because it's this amazing location. It's very, very uh, spiritual. There's temples everywhere and it's it's called heaven's gate and yeah it's amazing i would definitely recommend if you're ever going there go check out the avatar mountains and heaven's gate i've never seen mountains like that there's nothing like that in south africa nothing like that in america nothing like that in europe it's just unreal unreal mountains there so so what's your what is your what is your bucket list adventure because i'm uh, everybody's got a bucket list and skydiving is on mine but what would be on yours on mine mine would yeah. just be specific adventures and mountains okay uh, can you name one of them uh i got a lot of projects in the cape mountains and i have a lot of projects in the drakensberg at the moment drakensberg i would presume could be quite cool Drakensberg is super awesome. They've been jumping the Drakensberg for the last 20 years. Pretty much that's how long base jumping has been happening in South Africa. Since about 1998, since the, the, the international base jumpers came over, taught some local, local skydivers how to do it. And for the last 20 years, people have been jumping off cliffs all around in South Africa on private property and national parks. Um, Anywhere you could ever imagine, but pretty much every building in Johannesburg, every building in Pretoria, every building in Cape Town, and it's 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 a big, big wild world out there. And especially if you go chasing mountains, South Africa has endless amounts of mountains. And even as myself, I don't think I'd ever be able to jump every mountain in South Africa. There's just way too much to do. Okay, and uh, okay, so if you say every building in Cape Town and Joburg has been jumped, so I presume you carry your everything in like a small backpack you make like you're doing delivery or something you try to get to the roof yeah i know sometimes you know people in the building sometimes you you, you try and make some new friends and that's how it goes eh? there is actually a few legal legal buildings to jump in south africa and that attracts a lot of base jumpers from overseas um we have a building in Pretoria that's actually totally abandoned and uh, we're allowed to jump it. <laughs> sure. And and also a bottle of brandy can get you a long way in South Africa. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, especially <laughs> during just uh, during lockdown, that would have been perfect. <laughs> and a pack of smokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you something about... Um, oh, uh, has the guys jumped Bla uh, Blader Refield Canyon yet? Yes, I have a I have a friend Thomas that actually uh, lives in Hoodsprate, and he's actually yeah. opened and jumped a lot of those cliffs with his friends, and he's been telling me to go there for years. And I've gone there, I've checked out the location, but the problem with that place is landing area. It's just you know it's bushveld, bro. It's big and you trees. can't you can't la can't it's, land in the dam because the crocs and the hippos are going to get you. Yeah, I've been down to that dam, and you know, I'm lucky I didn't get eaten because I spent a lot of time next to the water. 
Yeah, no, it's a it, uh, Blade Review Canyon is amazing. Fish River Canyon, yeah. have you done that, or do you know if people have done that? No, Fish River Canyon, not many people have gone there. It's very dry, and the base jumping would be low base jumping. So, um, there's not, I wouldn't say there's, a, there wouldn't be any wingsuit jumps there. If there is, it's going to be very low and very technical wingsuiting. Okay. What happened? Um, um, you might be able to correct me, but I presume I, I remember there was a story of a guy that wanted to fly his wingsuit off Everest. Yeah. Um, was was there something like that? Yeah, a few people have. I would say at least five groups have proposed to go do it, and only one guy has actually ever done it. Um, yeah. His name is Valery Rossov. He's a Russian base jumper, and unfortunately, he died a few years ago on Abu Dhabi. And he was the first person to jump off a, a lower cliff on the side of Everest because like, there is no cliff at the top of Everest. You can't yes. jump off there. But he actually yeah, but did wingsuit off to base camp with from from Everest. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, that well, I presume the first couple of hundred meters would have been stupidly fast because the airs are thin up there. Yeah, exactly. Even when we're jumping in the Drakensberg, we have to make the safety margin more on the beginning of the jump because of the thin air. Whereas if we jump in Cape Town, the air is a lot thicker and we can yeah. jump a lot lower cliffs and get flying a lot faster here. And you and you can actually feel the difference from jumping off, let's say, Table Mountain versus jumping off in the Drakensberg. Um, I would say you, yeah, you can, you can for sure, definitely feel it with a wingsuit when you're flying. And I would say the best, best way to experience it is actually doing a skydive in Pretoria versus a skydive in Cape Town. <laughs> okay, well, what's the, does the Pretoria one go quicker or? It doesn't go quicker. It just, it's just like the sound of the air sounds faster if i could say that okay. the air feels like it's more dynamic whereas in cape town the air feels very soupy and solid and thick because we're at sea level <laughs> sure that's that's really interesting really yeah. interesting pretty weird okay the, yeah, the, the, video... grow, the thinner the air would be and the less grip there is in the air that's why when you see like those um high altitude skylights from space where the red yeah. bull guy or Alan Houston jumps out. Mm. They actually lose control for half the skydive because there's no air for them to grip on to fly. Yes. And when they get to about like 60, 70,000 feet, they can actually start gripping and flying again. <laughs> you must be but stupidly yeah. crazy. You must be crazy drunk in your head after that spin. Yeah, I know. That's why some of them would use a, a, a drogue parachute to keep them stable in that thin air so that they wouldn't spin out of control like Felix did. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's one of the biggest myths that there is to um, sky jumping? I know a lot of people, but there's always myths around it's something. Dangerous. People keep saying it's dangerous. Skydiving is dangerous. It's not that dangerous. Living in Africa is probably way more dangerous. <laughs> Living in America is way more dangerous than skydiving. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-19, way more dangerous than skydiving. Driving in your car, way more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like people oh. are scared of, shark, of sharks in the sea. It's yeah. it, 
chance of being the chance of you getting in your car driving 200 meters down the road to the shop is more dangerous than being eaten by a shark yeah, but you, you see a lot of people don't realize that people die in car accidents and then they go hop in their car and they don't think twice of any of those accidents they just go on with your life eh? live yeah, well, your life in, and you do what you want yeah well, they walk into the shops with two liters of sanitizer and they've got nothing left when they come out and then they get in their car <laughs> and they've got, they don't worry about anything. Yeah, make sure you got sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so does the Swatland guys know that this is what you do? The yeah, guys in the we, I've been skydiving here in uh, Malmesbury for the last six years. So I think pretty much the whole community knows that we're jumping and anyone can come for a skydive. If anyone wants to come for a jump, I'll strap you up and we go up and throw you out of an airplane. <laughs> where's the, where's the, where's the, the flights, um, the, um, the base where you work from in Malmesbury? It's on the N7, about 13 kilometers from Malmesbury. Towards Mariasburg? Yeah, towards Marysburg, just on the left, the little airfield. Oh yeah, they were they were the with the with the crop dusters take off from. Yeah, yeah, where the crop dusters. So that's I'm, uh I think it's called Deep Cliff Airfield. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. It's right next to the N7. Yeah. You can see it there. Yeah, but there's a there's a lot of skydiving clubs in South Africa and a lot of beautiful ones. I, I would recommend like don't you don't have to travel to me to come and skydive. Go hmm. to your local place. Find the places that that's nearest to you because you're going to save money. The view might be amazing right above your house. You just don't know it. And mm. I think there's about 10, 15, maybe even 20 skydiving clubs in South Africa. And hopefully a lot of them will start back up once the tourism gets going again. Yeah, I know there's one in Robertson and they, they are quite busy. Uh, yeah, Robinson is mostly a fun jumping skydiving club, so it operates on the weekends. And hmm. there's three other skydiving clubs in Cape Town. There's Skydive Cape Town, uh, Mother City Skydiving, and Skydive Two Oceans. They're pretty much all within an area, all in the winelands, and all tourist orientated. And before COVID came, we were all running seven days a week, nonstop. There was endless tourists coming. I was jumping like 10 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then that's tandem jumps with the tourists. Yes, that's pretty much how, what the, my main income is here in Cater. Okay. And, and okay, so now you get this old Tani from England that wants to come and experience adrenaline for the first time in 80 years. And she doesn't want to go out the door. What do you do? You just go with her. I can, uh, during the experience, I can, I can read your body language and I can convince you to go do it. You just have to tell me what you're fearing. You just have to tell me what you're scared of and I'll tell you why you don't have to be scared of it. Okay. Okay. It's like, you can touch the water, don't worry, it's not going to hurt you. So you put your hand outside the airplane and you feel the air a little bit. And then you're like, oh, okay, it's cool. It feels like driving on the highway. And then you put a foot outside and you're like, oh, okay, it's very mellow. And then I think the most important thing that people don't realize is, is the breathing. If you, if you can wax the breathing and just breathe naturally and not hold your breath or <laughs> freak out too much, the experience will be very relaxing. You'll hop out into the air. You'll be floating there. You'll have a beautiful view. There's no spinning. You're very in control. So if you're going to go do a tandem skydive, 
try try relax try enjoy the view try enjoy the experience um and try to breathe because if you breathe you'll be in the moment <laughs> okay so people just hold their breath and they or they hyperventilate or something and i've don't seen enjoy everything everything there's 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 seven billion people on this earth and i have not seen one person react the same most people love it i would say 99 percent of the people love it even the most scared people i've taken when they jump out the plane it's like a 180 happens in that person's life they realize it's now or never they put on the spot and they they see beauty in something scary and for that 30 40 seconds of free fall the cameraman's interacting with them he's giving them uh, they're getting a high five from someone else they're interacting with him during the free fall he's flying upside down and just before the parachute opens he'll give a little wave and parachute opens up and it goes completely quiet i can then talk to them they're normally screaming a little bit like Wah! like all happy so <laughs> it's a pretty amazing experience most people are are in shock when the parachute opens they just take a few seconds and they're like trying to process what happened and the more jumps you do the more you aware you become of your environment it's like when you get dropped into water for your first time it's like whoa this place is crazy i'm gonna drown but eventually you learn how to swim and then eventually you can go under the water and you can swim on your back and do whatever so yeah, I mean, the one guy. Keep trying to relate it to water. If you, if you like water, yeah. you're gonna love skydiving. It, it it works vice versa. <laughs> okay, yeah. Stuart Potrito says that's probably him. That'll be like that. And um, Daniel asks, has anybody ever bailed before? Anyone ever bailed? Yeah, probably uh, said no, no, no. There's no way they're going out this plane. Um. The one time I took about, I, I would say it's like a 10-year-old kid up and he really, really wanted to go the whole time until the door opened. And I okay. didn't want to scare that kid for life, so I told him it's okay and we came down. And actually a few days later, he came back and he did the skydive. And he was super stoked and I think he'll go on to jump again. <laughs> you know, his, his dad probably didn't love him a lot because he had to pay twice. <laughs> I think we actually... Uh, let him have the ride down. It was absolutely for free that day. Oh, awesome, awesome! And and do people throw up while in the air? Um, so the only reason why you would vomit skydiving is is having a sugar crash because you partied too hard the night before. Um, okay. You drank a lot. You thought you saw the pressure for skydiving. You were like, yeah, let's go skydive the next day. Just book it for the next weekend. Don't book it for the next day because I don't want you vomiting on me. <laughs> <laughs> Has it happened to you before? Yeah, you know, it happens every now and then. I would say like out of every thousand people you jump with, three or four are going to vomit on you. It's because of the, <laughs> the sugar crash that happens. Okay. So the adrenaline eats the sugar. They've just had alcohol in their system all night. And it could happen if you don't eat. And if you don't eat in the morning or don't have breakfast before you go skydive, you also have that sugar crash and you become nauseous. Oh, that's very interesting. Because you get, because you get put on the mo in the moment and you have to now perform, <laughs> take photos, smile, look cool in free fall. And then when that's all over, you crash. Yeah. <laughs> it happens a lot. Pose for Instagram. 
no. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of people are are super uh, are not even affected by skydiving. You land, you feel completely normal. You have a little bit of a buzz. You calm down, and you can go jump again. And you can do up to twenty jumps a day, and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, that's very interesting. Very very interesting that this the whole sugar thing. Oh, so what what? I, obviously, with each flight, you still get a bit of adrenaline rush, but I, I presume it's like you become a little bit numb to it after after a while. That you is there um, anything big ch that you're chasing that you think that okay, right, this is this is going to give me the right kick this time? Flying my wingsuit and flying my my uh, super small speed wing gives me a really big rush. Um, it. You have to perform. It's like hopping into a race car and the controls are live. You can't let go of the controls. You can't wait till, till you can't just put it on autopilot. You have to be active and be in the moment the whole time because you're flying really fast. And especially if you're flying dynamically, you have to be super focused. You've got to be on it. You've got to make sure you don't do anything you're not supposed to be doing. And you got to look after yourself. Like, did you did you see that BBC? Um, I think it was BBC Earth where they tried to mimic the flight of an eagle down a mountain. So they had a speed speed flyer strapped one of these big red cameras to his body. Uh, no, it wasn't a red camera. It was a Panasonic GH five of a on his head to to give this whole yeah. experience of what the eagle should look like while it's speeding down this mountain. It was absolutely insane. No, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that footage, but I've seen some footage of my of uh, wingsuiters flying and uh, a peregrine falcon tagging the back of the, the base jumper's parachute <laughs> while going down the mountain. It does, you don't you don't want to you don't want that thing to tear a hole in, in your in your wing. No, it was more like a love tap than anything else. Uh, those peregrines are amazing. They are stupidly fast. Have you, you have you encountered them or or other birds of prey while flying? Because I know there's a lot of black lots, eagles, lots, black eagles around in the in the cape. Lots of birds on the mountains. The most the most common bird I encounter in the sky is uh, swallows. So the swallows are pretty curious. They they they're very fast. And then um, big birds of the prey, they'll come check you out, especially here in Malmesbury. Um, it's pretty cool because when the parachute opens under the tandem, we get to fly down for about five, ten minutes. And during that flight, sometimes you'll find like three, four eagles and the tandem passengers love it. They're like, whoa, there's another, there's something up here. And it's like the air is alive and you're sharing that place with that bird. And it's pretty cool. I've had a secretary bird actually come about like two meters away from us here in Malmesbury, and that was probably the coolest encounter I had. Yeah, you don't <laughs> see them often. Yeah, I've, I've I've found a couple of them outside here in Worcester um, on the fields, but they are very very scarce. Um, something we've got here is, is black eagles quite a bit, and and I've got a drone, so I've flown oh, the cool. drone. I've flown the drone, and I'm 120, 150 meters up, and all of a sudden there's there's an eagle. So it's almost like that. Okay, right. What do you do now? It's is it gonna? Is it just curious? Will it attack the thing? Uh, seagulls is a bitch because whenever you fly to sea, you need to like keep an eye out for seagulls because they attack the drone like hardcore. Yeah, I'm sure drones are noisy. They they it's a, it's an unnatural uh, thing in the environment. So it's like a, a very like aggressive bee. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, and bees, bees. I've flown a thing on farms where there's beehives. As soon oh, as you wow. come close to the, if you, as soon as you come close to the beehives, they will actually they will start attacking the drone. You can see it on the on the camera as they as they start hitting the camera and everything. Oh wow! I never knew that. That's the first time yeah. I heard that. Must be must be the frequency from the from the props or something. Oh, that's crazy. So where do you actually stay in in Worcester? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Worcester. Been living here for uh, in September. It will be eleven years. Oh wow! I actually want to yeah. really come check out the come play in the Hex River Valley a bit. That's just there behind your door. Door there. <laughs> I've got I've got connections. <laughs> that's good I've, to I've, I've I've got connections. There's a there's actually a kloof um, in the extra. Let me find a photo for you quickly. Um, I've I've done a few jumps there. It's it's amazing. Absolutely where where amazing. where have you jumped in extra? Uh, I've done a few jumps off a cliff called Milner, and that's pretty much the biggest cliff we've got in South Africa. Okay. Yeah, that's then, that's the, that's the that's the one with the tower on top, with the relay tower, if I'm correct. No, that's Ben he Ben Heatley. Uh, that's also a very cool jump. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like a one? massive, massive yellow amphitheater. Absolutely amazing. I've actually been chatting to the the Hex River Valley tourism people, and they're like super keen to get me out there. I should actually just come come camp it a bit there. Okay. Well, if 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 you're planning that way, I'll I'll make sure I've got cold beers and 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 a braai. Okay. Uh, I actually just I serviced the car today. I put new shocks in it, so brake pads ready for our trip. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I can show you this. Okay. Okay. Focus. Oh, the exposure is a bit crappy. I'll send the photo to you on on WhatsApp. No, uh, is that? But that's probably the tower, the needle. Uh, no, no, no. That's a that's an oh, on the other side. It's um, you know, there's a there's a big dam in the cliff there that the cliff joins up to Cirrus at right below Matruspar. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that dam before. Yeah, that's it's. If you look at that dam, it's to the left. Oh, amazing. There's a lot of cool jumps in that gorge, I think. Yeah, there's massive, amazing massive places. There's absolute, absolutely amazing places. Okay, oh, cool. Came, right. Came, um, got so much. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Jean-Jacques, we're coming up to an hour. Is there anything else you want to chat about? Um, I would just say anyone that wants to do skydiving or base jumping or speed flying, you must do it the right way. Um, go find your local skydiving club, find the instructors, get the right knowledge. It's 2020 now, the internet's available to us. There's a lot of training online, a lot of knowledge online. Learn the gear, learn everything about it, and you'll succeed. And it's an amazing place, amazing community, amazing people. And it will be the adventure of your life. <laughs> oh, no, I can imagine. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it one day. I'll definitely do it one day. I just need to 
Come, time. come to me, I'll, I'll take you for a spin and get you motivated, get you jumping. There's a very cool community <laughs> in Cape Town. There's a lot of cool skydivers here, a lot of cool base jumpers, a lot of cool speed flyers, and it's happening. So yeah. it's, it's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I will definitely, definitely make a play. Uh, Jean-Jacques, I've, so I've edited all your... That. No, 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 I must say thank you to you for, for coming to chat to me. It's uh, it's awesome meeting new people. Unfortunately, it's through a computer screen, but it's it's still awesome meeting new people. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, we can have a bride soon and come check out your valley and maybe do some jumps. Yeah, dude, if you if you come this side, you must, you must please let me know because I would love to come and t take some photos and video and all sorts of stuff of that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I've I've added all your social links and your YouTube and everything in the description. So, um, anybody still watching? If you haven't liked that cool, stuff yeah. yet, please please go and please go and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Let's get him to a thousand subs and make him. I'm gonna try try. Post, I'm gonna try post a lot of cool content and make a lot of cool videos. And the more I get out there, the more cool stuff happens. And I've got my beautiful girlfriend, Katie, and she charges up the mountains with me, and she puts in a lot of effort to get a lot of cool shots. So, yeah, big up to her and lots of love. Yeah. But I love you guys. When, <laughs> yeah. When, when I go with, I'll, I'll go up five hours ahead. I'm, I'm a little bit slow going uphill. <laughs> we'll, send you, we'll send you the day before. <laughs> yeah. Jean-Jacques, you must have an awesome evening, and thank you once again for, for coming to join me. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks for watching, guys. Right. Subscribe keep to the Avels channel. <laughs> thanks. 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 All right. Keep Cheers, well. Buddy. Cheerio. Bye. Ciao. Thanks, Jean-Jacques. Really appreciate that. It was absolutely interesting. It was amazing. It's a lot of stuff I learned. And guys, thanks. If you're still watching, please click subscribe. Really appreciate it. And until the next one, cheerio.